Welcome to the Seeds of Society podcast, where young teenage Americans discuss the future of our political environment. Our mission is to provide a platform for civil, meaningful, and empowering debate to grow the influence of young adults in American politics. Join us in our first episode discussing the pressing debate of gun violence in America. Ladies and gentlemen, let's begin. I think the first question that's important to go over is whether gun control is a, is effective in, in preventing gun violence. Um, I'd say it's pretty effective because if you look at like the whole globe, America is literally the only country that has this problem at such a large scale. So if 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 it's working in literally every other country, then clearly there's something to it, you know. Well, here's the thing, though. In, in other countries, even if they don't have gun violence, they just have they they have other forms of violence, like like not like stabbing. That kind of stuff is always going to be there, but like. We're not. We're never gonna fully eliminate violence, right? But the goal here is to reduce it as much as we can. Like, is it fair to say that just because you know, a thousand people are being killed every day, we shouldn't try to save at least a hundred? Like, is that fair? No. Okay, wait. Wait, wait. So I have to say something. So I mean, I don't think the claim that this is only an American problem is is really like true, though. I mean, like because the thing like is... if you look at the data, like U.S. attacks make up like. U.S. has about, like, Americans are about, like, 1.5% of the world's mass public shooters, and it makes up about, uh, like, 3% of all the attacks in range of mass only. public shooting. But the thing is, public, public shooting, that commonly happens here in the U.S., though. Yeah, yeah, but it you all kind of happens in any I mean, like, I'm, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm talking about, what about just developed countries? I mean, I'm not sure about the data on that, but it's... It's not. It's it's not true that this is only an American problem. It's, but the scale of it is only this large in America. Like you no, don't no, see no, that's not true. Happening every other day in like you know France or Germany or someplace like that. No, you don't. You don't hear about that. Because okay, but the argument here, like you can't necessarily use that argument because it's like it's like comparing it to like some like Middle Eastern countries where like you'll get publicly beheaded for saying anything against the ruler, something like that. Like, you can't really make that comparison because you can't use all countries. We're talking about developed countries here, really. Even with developed countries, right? I think the United States is quite a unique developed country because when you look at all the European countries, Australia, stuff like that, um, you know, they have tighter immigration laws. They have tighter, um, like, you know, laws that protect their own nationalities more. Whereas in the U.S., it's literally a melting pot. Like, this is almost inevitable especially considering yeah. the fact that we have a third of a billion people as well. So I don't think there really is a country that's similar to the United States anywhere else in the world. Yeah, that, definitely. I do agree with that because, like, you'll see, like, many European people on the Internet, like, oh, Europe's not racist at all. But if you think about it, they have, like, they're a pretty homogenous country. Most European countries are, like, 90, 90%, like, the, like, the ethnicity from that area, whereas the U.S. just multiple ethnicities so the U- some of the u.s's problems are just more streamlined because of how many people there are so i agree with that point what wait what was okay yeah so the point we just made is that um it's not necessarily fair to compare the u.s with other nations uh in regards to gun violence but that doesn't mean that gun violence isn't an issue it's still an issue and it still needs to be solved in some way or the other so in what ways do you guys feel that gun violence should be solved in this country? Uh, I don't know. Ban uh, grand theft auto. Very fun. What? what? Like the crime yeah. or the game? Uh, the game. Yeah, because, yeah, because the the game makes people want to go walk into a school and shoot people. Yeah, that yeah. makes sense. Okay. okay, okay, buddy. Uh, Wait, we're rolling. Are you being ironic, right? Uh, I don't know. I mean. But what I've read, basically, basically all the school shooters they play like they they play video games like where, uh, that that more or less glorify like almost like real world violence. What's your source? Huh? I don't know. Like, What's your source? How, huh? How, because it, I don't I don't think I don't think yeah that's just yeah you're I don't think yeah, it's like video games that's like the primary problem yeah i mean not the probably not the primary problem but there's probably still some there's probably some contributing yeah. 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 that are christian so are you saying like we should that people huh? should not be christian maybe, maybe. Right, what do you mean 
like mental yeah. health rather than like yeah i feel yeah mostly yeah. i want to say like grand theft auto 5 the most recent gta has sold 165 million units and of those only a small minuscule fraction of them go on to commit violent acts it's really not a fair comparison this is more about uh, these kids or people who are already mentally disturbed and then they decide to act on their impulses because of their issues and they see that in the game they can't distinguish it from you know what's right and wrong and then they go and decide to do horrible things hmm. I'm not so sure if you can, I'm not so sure the mental illness argument is always that accurate because men, a lot of people uh, have mental problems, but most of them don't go around just just mass murdering people. I mean, I mean, if you have like severe mental illness and if you, you like, you've come to that point, right? You just want to inflict pain on society and you're like, yeah, you'll, you can do a mass shooting. I mean, like, all, like most people, other, most people yeah. commit mass shootings have like a severe history of mental illness yeah i mean let's think of the buffalo shooter for example um like that was racially motivated so there are certain things that you can straight up just stop by educating people more about certain issues like i i remember talking about not wanting to talk about race issues in school well if they did if he that individual was taught about race then maybe they wouldn't have done that so yeah i mean i don't i don't I, think, I think I think the, the you don't think it's as simple as that. No, it's obviously not as simple Nothing. as that, but it's good to be informed about stuff. Yeah, I mean, if they get most of their info from their parents who are just as uneducated as they would be if they didn't, like, have that access at school, then they're, they're just going to continue the cycle of, you know, racism and race. I think the other thing to look at that is um, the access to firearms. Because if you look at it, Uvalde, the Uvalde shooter had an access to a firearm. The Oxford shooter had one as well. So I think it's also like you got to put some of the blame like towards the parents. Like there, there needs to be like some sort of um, uh, restriction so that the, the the person doesn't get like the the fire or doesn't have access to the firearm. Honestly, like what, like how it four years not not four five years ago they were selling guns at Walmart's like yeah, yeah. it's kind of like that if you think about it. Yeah, I think there needs to be more emphasis on like restricting people from like accessing guns to like certain like certain age because yeah i get it like second amendment you can't like over it's going to be literally impossible to overturn yeah. the second amendment but like you I can like understand. make like laws to like restrict i mean we already have laws that restrict it like what more do you want i mean maybe make the age to buy a firearm like older because right now it's only 18 and the jury right. is 21 yeah, I mean, what's wrong with having it to be 18? You can, I mean, I mean you can sign up for the draft really at 18. Sure 18 is... 18 to, like, have a gun, you know? No, I mean, you 18 is like, an adult. Like, I think you should be, yeah, exactly. you should be able so, to have a gun at 18. Uh, no, not necessarily. I, I, I would say 21, just like yeah, the drinking age. Sure. Yeah, I'd say 21 is reasonable. 21. Yeah, no, no, they should yeah. put, probably push back the drinking age to 18. Like, if you can, like, you die through a country really? at... You know, Maybe. 18, you should be able to purchase a firearm. If you want to drink early, just go to Germany. Their drinking yeah. age is like 16. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe Germans are just more mature than Americans, I guess. I think the better way to prevent gun violence is just to be able to hire armed guards more easily. What? Why? What? What do you mean by oh, armed I... guards? Like for example, at schools, like why don't why don't why don't school public schools hire like re retired veterans like to, uh, as armed guards? Moting public schools shouldn't need armed guards. Okay, that's the problem here. It's that we're like, yeah, well, yeah exactly. You, you shouldn't need them, but the point is because you have this problem like mass shootings, then that's why ultimately you still need them to 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 protect the school. Yeah, well, that's not fixing the problem. It's just hiding the symptoms, right? It's like if you have exactly. some sort of like chronic what pain you, going on, it's like taking a Tylenol. You're not actually fixing the pain or what's causing what, it. You're what, just making the. What do you mean not fixing way. the problem? If you hire armed guards, then they can prevent mass shooters from entering school. thing, you also yes. have to I mean, think about I think the I cost. agree with Moting on like Moting, that, the that thing is, you need, also we could need better security. Right, but the thing is, you gotta also look at look at the cost of like how like you gotta maintain like because it could be expensive. It's yeah, but that, I mean, look at the cost I mean, of like if you do, but but look at the cost if you don't prevent it properly, then you get then human lives are lost. I mean that's the that's much that's basically priceless. I think the point is moting when um was it Maduro who was saying like fixing the symptoms rather than the problem? Like the point here is that we have to prevent mass shootings from happening in the first place. 
You know, if you just put yeah, security, well, security. That's gonna, that's gonna be more of a. Well, I mean, sure, that's going to be more of a long-term thing. It's not going to happen this I know. Run so I know. Easily. Yeah. Short-term, yeah, what you said makes sense. Adding security, yeah, you prevent um, people who are already committed to mass shooting to actually commit the act. But the long-term solutions that we want to discuss as well is how do you prevent people from becoming mass shooters in the first place? So, oh, I, mean, I, I think, think that... Yeah, go on. You were things. Educate. I, I think that's I think that's more of a societal and cultural problem that the government's not going to be able to solve because if people no. individually are, are bad, then an extra law is only going to fix that. So I think that's. Right. I mean, that's just something. change the curriculum. That's all you have to do from like the government's part. You know? So I, yeah, I think there's some like societal you know issues that cause some of this because like these guys, you know, they don't have you know proper families. They have like mental illness issues and yeah. like that kind of like results in them being really you know depressed in life and stuff and like that's well, that's true for a lot of people well and in terms like, like broken families i can see why that might that, that might apply to like why that might be true like for like inner cities but like when it comes to like these shootings that happen in suburban areas i don't know a lot of them it might not really be that they come from broken families it's just that they, they just don't they would they would never skip probably with a good sense of morality no, well, I mean, yeah, I families just, instill a good sense of morality. They're just, I feel like they don't have a lot of people to talk to, and their parents aren't that, you know, nice to them either. Or maybe they are nice, and they just, I don't know, they're feeling very enclosed. So I feel like we should, we should be talking to kids more just to prevent, you know, future shit. Yeah, we need to, like, communities need to work together and, like, you know, promote a better you know, sense of welfare. Also, I guess uh, preventing it before it happens, like if you see the signs, catching that is also important because half of the recent shootings have been, there was a threat made, but no one took it seriously. Yes, yes. I didn't also, like the Uvalde like, guy like crash into like someplace and then, and like the police found out, but like he was still able to get in or something. Yeah, yeah he was. Well, the police in the police in that situation did a terrible job. Yeah, the police were actually like god awful. Terrible, terrible. Like well, they were well, absolutely you, awful. They prevented. Instead of arming they didn't go into guards, why don't you just um, you know, have checks outside the school like they do in New York? They have um people outside the school who just check your backpacks. Yeah, that, that's just too tedious though. At that point, it's just like it doesn't feel normal anymore. You're just in, like I, a, I guess. I guess the problem with that is you could, like, from an opposing argument, you could say that, like, it would be like an invasion of privacy. I mean, I mean, what, I mean what we do don't really have any privacy at all. We don't have any privacy. That's not even viable, too. Like, in Troy, we have, like, what, five safe feds and, like, 2,000 kids. I mean, and a, uh, and a uh, officer. Yeah, yeah I mean, but still, it's like six people or, like, I don't know, it's just way too much logistics, and also, yeah, privacy is an issue, too. I don't think privacy is a huge issue. Yeah, issue. what do you have yeah. to hide in there, you know? Just yeah, Moltink has a history. Yeah, I mean, like, privacy. I mean, like, I, I mean, I, if you're hiding, like, someone, a student, I, I just like, don't I see the point. Like, it won't, like, if someone who really was invaded by privacy, so that's the way. Uh, I, I, I agree with the whoever invaded your privacy there, man. I feel like, I don't know, like, there's Lost. some things you want to get rid of, you know what I mean? Like, things that look like threats that you shouldn't have, you know? Yeah, but the, uh, that shouldn't that shouldn't devolve into violations of civil liberties. I mean, no, not really. You're going to, like... Okay, my argument is less that it's just, like, tedious, and it it feels like you're going through airport security every day you go exactly. to school. I've, I mean, I would that's feel... I, no, we're actually less safe that way. I mean, wouldn't you feel more safe if it works out? Yeah. Yeah, but I don't know, I, I just, uh, it's just something I wouldn't vibe with. Safety. Really. I'd rather have like Go people ahead. with um who check your bags rather than a bunch of gunned like gunmen or like people with guns outside the school who are just guarding you. You know, I feel like that looks more threatening if you're worried about feeling unsafe than just you know some people who check your bags, which I feel like is more a better precaution. And I just wouldn't feel normal. Like I'm just going to school, and then I get my backpack checked. Like, 
doesn't feel normal. Yeah, so, obviously, like, the privacy stuff we were talking about, um, I just want to bring up one point, like, safety often comes at the price of freedom, right? And vice versa as well. So, I get the whole, like, you won't vibe with it as well if you have, like, metal detectors and if you have, um, like, airport security type of checks at schools. Um, it just doesn't feel as well, but maybe that does contribute to more safety. Um, and we won't really realize the effects of that until something bad happens in our school, right? And obviously, we don't want that to ever happen. I think, you know, the thing is, it's not really a freedom issue. I mean, it kind of is if you're, like, forced to go to public school. Mm-hmm. But, like, if it's not, if you aren't forced to go to public school, then it's not really a freedom issue. Like, if it was, like, a completely private school, it's, like, kind of like a voluntary contract, right? Yeah. That you agree to these terms. But, you know, I mean, if it's a public school, if you're forced to pay through taxes, to, and, like, it, I can see how it kind of becomes a freedom issue. Okay. Um, so I, I'll move on to another question pertaining to this topic. Should we ban guns of any of any sense? You know, ban specific guns or ban guns completely or ban ammunition? Anything of that sort in this country? Why or why not? Assault rifles. I don't think Assault so. rifles because you don't need them. For anything other than maybe hunting. And then even then, it's like I said before, you should have like specific stations for hunting where you can go and borrow a rifle, go do your hunt, and then give it back to them instead of having it at your, at your home. Because like you don't need an assault rifle for self-defense. No, you, I think you do. Like, for example, there were, you know, riots Maybe a in 2020. There were riots. Yeah, Michelle should try to defend yourself. If you try to ban, um, what sort of guns, like, all together, people are just going to try to smuggle more, more in. Yeah. So, it's it's not feasible, I think. I mean, think of the war on drugs. Yeah, exactly. That has, like has the disastrous consequences. In 1920, prohibition. A prohibition. That, that didn't work. People just smuggled in alcohol. Like, so. You kind of have to, like, cut the future is what you have to do. It's a I know it's unfortunate, but, like, but... In, like, Prohibition, right? They alcohol, alcohol consumption increased by quite a bit, actually. It completely backfired. I mean, you know what happened with tobacco, right? Like, tobacco use rate has gone down because of, prevent, like, obviously, like, you know, awareness about preventing... Yeah, but we didn't ban it. We didn't ban it, yeah. We- yeah, we more as a society moved away from it. Like this started in the sixties, like with like realizing how bad tobacco is and slowly it's evolved into a point where because right because you already have guns in circulation. And other in other developed country, countries I guess you could say like gun control but in the US because you already have those millions of guns around like the people already own, like how like how are you gonna enforce guns? Especially if you're gonna just try and You have to create yeah. like increase the police state. And I don't like only a gun if you've acquired some yeah. property, right? Like, really good or bad. It just depends on whether the person using okay, it is good okay, or bad. Like, and for example, like yeah. a knife, a knife of a life if you use, like, with surgery, just and just as also it can be, if, if you, when used wrong, it can it can kill someone, like, through, like, stabbing attacks. Okay. So it's just, it's really, it's, you have to, it's, I think the emphasis should be less about, like, the instrument itself and more about, like, the person using it. Okay, moting. Then, okay, I'm just saying, you need to consider how a gun can shoot someone from across the room, and if someone ran into a classroom with a knife, you could probably just like chuck something at them yeah. or get them to drop it or kick them. Like you can do something, right? Well, with a gun, they're just gonna go at you. Yeah. That's the issue. Like you, yeah. you see as much gun You see more of gun violence like deaths compared to like stabbings, I guess. Well, there, like, there probably are more stabbing deaths, probably. You know. Yeah. Yeah, but that's the thing. It's like stabbing is more preventable in a mass, like you know, mass. It's less like. I I I see what you're saying, but you know there are there there are, there's many other substitutes. There's like bombings, like suicide bombings. Well, yeah. Car attacks, truck attacks, and like they just want to inflict pain on people, right? So they can. It's it's not that hard to find a way to do that. That that is true, but I mean, my point isn't that huge. But uh, yeah, some people want to still want to stay alive even after inflicting the pain. So, you know, like suicide bombing or like using a truck would be da- would put them in danger. So they might not do it. That's the thing here. I mean, it's not really a huge factor, but still. All right, Moting, you can go. Now, uh, I remember reading a while ago. So, like, dude, I was reading some of the some of the history. 
during like during the 1950s, uh, there was there was a lot of youth violence, and, like until like, like there was in which like switchblade knives were being used like by gangs, and some people in Congress thought that by banning switchblades that would fix the problem. But ultimately, afterwards, after the Switchblade Knife Act of, uh, of 1958, youth gangs just turned to like automatic rifles. To, and, and crime rates actually increase. So I think a similar thing would probably happen if you just tried to ban certain types of guns. They might just turn to other weapons, other weapons that are even more destructive, like bombs or, or who knows what. I mean, again, again apart from like, knives, even yeah. there's like swords, hammers, axes, no. machetes, bayonets. The thing about a gun, though, is it's it's pretty easy to use. You just click the trigger and it's done. But like making a bomb and stuff. I feel like that takes more time, so mm. it's, people won't think about doing it as much, you know what I mean? My... Even with melee weapons, it's like, it's gonna be a little bit harder to, because you need to put in way more physical effort to like chase someone down, get up to them, and then apply the force to actually kill them. I personally yeah. feel, right, that um, if a criminal wants to do something, they'll do whatever it takes to commit their crime, right? So, even if it requires assembling bombs or assembling a very difficult network. I mean, just think about 9-11, right? That was like probably one of the most difficult things to execute, but because of how much hate they had, they were willing to do it, and they did. Um, so all you're really doing by banning guns or whatever like that, you're, ban you're uh, getting rid of the protection that innocent civilians have while providing criminals a, a bit of a more difficult time, but still, they'll, they'll commit the act if they really feel like they want to do it. I mean, yeah, they'll just get I mean, it. I feel like they'll have a harder time, like, hiding, making a bomb or something. I feel like... True. Another yeah. thing here is that a lot of these crimes, like, the ones we're looking at right now are these large-scale, like, mass shootings. <laughs> but there's so many, like, smaller-scale ones where it's, like, just one guy robbing a store or something where things like this happen. Yeah. Right? And those types of people that do those smaller-scale crimes are not, like, these people who, like, purposely want to, like, go around and just, like, cause destruction, Right? It's these people who are probably from like low-income backgrounds that need to make ends meet, so they decide to rob a store, which is obviously a very wrong thing to do, but they still do it. And because they have such easy access to a gun, they feel more inclined to do that because there's nothing stopping them, right? So if you ban these guns, they'll have less outlets to commit these crimes with. Yeah, no. If you ban the guns, then like, you're you're giving that robber more power, right? No, you're like them less the, power. the innocent the store owner won't be able to defend himself with his own gun. Like, guns are no, used for self-defense. The, the robber won't have a gun. Yeah, yeah but the... No, no, he will have a gun. How? Because he won't... He'll, he'll, he might get access to a gun, or he might... Like, you know, he won't turn his gun in. Which and actually, gun... ignoring my whole point, I said it's that if these people who are, like, just your average Joe, right? Who need to make money somehow, and they're willing to do bad things, because a gun is so easy to access, they might go out and buy a gun just so they can rob the store. But if you ban these guns, they'll be deterred from probably even robbing the store in the first place because they don't have such an easy method to do it with. No, no. Okay, so in Australia, you know, our robbery rates actually increased after the National Fire Firearms Act, despite the downward trend in other developed countries. Like, it's not true. I don't think robbery, robbery might actually increase if you ban guns. Because, like, so there's a downward trend in other countries, plural as well. Yeah, and if you like ban other, if, if if you like, they'll they'll just like you're making people defenseless. If you like good people defenseless, if you ban guns, but you're also getting guns out of the hands of those people that uh, you know are gonna commit crimes with it. And I'm not saying you should like ban the guns altogether, but like have way 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 stricter you know background checks and training so these people can't just go grab a gun and rob someone. Whereas the store owner could have a gun if he, you know, feels that he needs to defend his store, which he obviously should, so he can go get that rigorous training. But this robber would probably be deterred from getting that training in the first place. Yeah, I don't, I don't think the average civilian puts that much effort into doing a crime, like compared to like, you know, these terrorists who make bombs and stuff. Like they've been plotting this for a while, but like a criminal, for example, like an average criminal, you see, you know. The type of guys who shoot up a school, they're usually just angry guys who have a bad day in the morning, or like, and that's what makes them want to commit the crime. Yeah, literally, just people with just one bad day and decide to go grab their gun because it's right there and then just go shoot someone, you know? Uh, I don't think it's just like any. I don't. I don't think that's really the way it works. I don't think just like people just have like one 
bad mornings. <laughs> that's the reason they go they go around mass voting. I don't, I don't I don't I think it's I think the issue is much more than just that. I'm not talking about mass murders, but like those one-off shootings where like you know one guy dies, two guys die, you know, like that type of oh. thing where like these people are suddenly overcome yeah. by anger and they have a gun sitting at home, so they're like you know like, in that moment they're not thinking straight, so they go grab their gun and they do the deed, you know. Oh. Yeah, you see the like the gang violence in like Chicago. It's it's all people who just you know their own like they just feel angry or whatever, and they just go and shoot. So because they don't have like yeah. I mean yeah, then they do it with some other thing. It's it's not the fault of the gun because the the gang violence isn't caused by the gun. It's the people there. They're they've like. It's really, about how accessible like, the violence is with means. Oh, it's about like how easy it is to commit the crime with the well, I mean, no no crimes okay, was, crimes generally okay, increase was, after you you know ban guns right because oh, yeah, definitely. the robber like, the like robber banning them banning them isn't a solution at all but yeah the robber to... has a gun and then with the innocent person you know doesn't have the gun we should have talking about stricter background checks here i'm like stricter control and also maybe like trying to phase it out for the future rather than right now but what do you guys right do it people are going to complain yeah. I think something important just to understand is that it's it's actually not that unfortunately it's just it's really not that hard for awful people to commit evil acts. Like for example, even like even in a even in a household, you can just mix random chemicals. Uh, you can and you can create like very you you can just like mix household things and you can create very dangerous chemicals from that that could that can cause mass harm. So it's Examples. even if you ban. Um, like if you like if you mix bleach and like ammonia or something, I I remember reading about this a long time ago about like house household uh, chemicals you shouldn't mix. I feel you like know, you're if you make that much mustard gas, it's like you need a lot of it. Like it would be very obvious that you're making something bad if you're buying that much bleach and that much ammonia. Hmm. I mean, they yeah, wouldn't the know. Though. Hey, Moting, what you see in Breaking Bad isn't like a common occurrence. I'm just saying. What, do, what are you talking about? Like just randomly, it's like having chemicals at home, buying them at a grocery store, mixing them like. I mean, no, if they wanted like, to, right? If they, if they if really, they, if they yeah, really wanted to, yes. Yeah, and that's but, what they. That's probably what they do. Though. But that's like, the thing. Uh, actually, if they really, really wanted to do it, but those people that are, you know, not as into causing harm, they would at least be deterred from it if it's that hard to create these. If things, you're a mass shooter, you want to cause harm. Are you are you talking I mean, about like? Like I'm talking about the average, shooting? like those the small shootings. Yeah, exactly. That's what I'm talking about. Like people who have small shootings aren't very educated a lot of the time, and they they probably don't have the willpower or like the brains to create some sort of massive bomb. Like, I'm thinking of like Jesse from Breaking Bad. Like he he failed high school chemistry, and he he wasn't able to make the drugs. You know what I mean? Jesse was still like level-minded so he was level-minded but he, he was like a petty criminal before this like the show started yeah he was but he still had like some morals yeah okay so there is that there's that argument where it's like it's about morals i mean even that oxford guy i mean like that guy definitely knew what he was doing but he just decided to be evil yeah, and his like, and those like, yeah, his parents chose to do nothing about it. People who he knew chose to do nothing about it. He, so. he posted on Instagram, and no one said a word. So yeah, okay, I'm not gonna lie. If any of you guys did something like that, I would report you guys. Like, yeah, I would. If I saw something weird from you guys, I'm 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 telling someone. Yeah, fair enough. Anyway, so we need better mental health, and um, mental health counseling in schools. I think. Yeah, our counseling department dog shit. And, well, I, uh, I feel like they should make their counseling more discreet. Because I feel like when they, when they just go, we care about you, many many students just feel like they're just saying it just to say it. And they should just make it an everyday thing, you know? Not just when you, I don't know, it's, it's not viable, I guess, but just making it so you only see them when you're feeling down isn't the type of consistent, you know, mental health we need. I mean, also, I still, if they make daily posts, we, like, scoff at them. Yeah, like... like, so, like some more, like, bad mental health from classes is straight-up self-inflicted. They don't tell us to take, like, six APs. We make that choice. 
I, I don't I don't I don't know. I feel like when I'm thinking of mental health, I'm thinking more of like loneliness. More than yeah. Yeah, that definitely the school doesn't do much about it. They really yeah. like if someone's bullying you, they kinda of slap them on the wrist and that's about it. Yeah, they give us a business card with a bunch of phone numbers and like I don't know that's that's about it. And then after every shooting they just go, Yo, call us if you need to. And like who's gonna call? Like unless you like you're really they should make it like an everyday thing where like you have friends to talk to every day like the teachers ask you how you feel every day instead of just you know making it once every couple months i guess yeah exactly i i think you know probably be a better approach because most of the time teachers like just they just they just don't really care and then something bad happens and then they suddenly uh, suddenly become really worried but and, and i mean at the same the, time though like the teachers aren't going to the teachers have a lot of other stuff to worry about, so they yeah. won't be able to get to every te- like student. I mean, I don't think there's teachers who legitimately care about their students and other teachers who only are just there to do their job and leave. So that's also another here's, thing. I feel... well, here's, here's, here's the other thing I have to understand. In, 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 every, in, in most days, in, like in, in normal days, People don't really seem to don't don't really have a lot of self awareness about what's going on around them. Like if someone's in a corner depressed and sulking, most time people just don't care about that. Like whenever like these awful things happen, then people say, "Oh, there needs to be more self awareness and all that." But that just never really happens, though. And 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 and, 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 and maybe I really agree. Yeah, people tend to a lot of people in our world do kick others when they are down. That, yeah. That's the harsh truth, which is why we do need to educate people in general about being better people. That's really the issue yeah, here. We should we should force them to have more group activities, like force yeah. them to talk more. Yeah, it goes like, both obviously ways. Obviously, they're not going to do it on their own accord. So if you just yeah. like, yeah, sorry, go I mean, ahead. It goes both ways, not just the person committing it, just, like the people who didn't help them. It also goes in that way, like, someone who like really built that hatred in them. Yeah, because it goes beyond just like being kind, right? At this point, it's it's to the point where if you want to stay safe in your own little bubble, you need to protect the people in your bubble, because otherwise there could be issues to everyone, not just to that one person. So if that if that's if that itself isn't enough motivation to just you know be nice to others and make sure you don't um, bring each other down, then I don't know what will be. And why do we like hang out and play football outside? Like you know, we're just trying to like have fun. You know? Yeah. Make it consistent. Don't don't be fake nice for like one day after like something tragic happens and then go back to normal. And ignore someone, you know? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that that's good. Well, I mean, I guess we're in a common consensus we're definitely like focused on like mental health. All of us here. Definitely. Yeah, we need to we need to work on that, yeah. Need to like revise how mental health is shown in schools, like mental yeah, I and mean, people tend to say, oh, it's a weak solution. It's not about mental health. It's about politics. Like, sure, you could argue there are, like, sure, there are some politics involved, but, like, down to it, people who commit these acts are straight up, they just have evil in their heads. So it's really about getting that negativity out of society, which is very hard to do. But if you take it out of, like, even 10% of the people who do have that evil in their mind, it's a huge success. Yeah, we just, we need to, like, work on our you know, community. But how are you going to do that is my question. How are you going to make people, you know, try treat each other better? There's, like, no incentive to most yeah, people. I mean, I guess... At a young age, to be honest. Like, everything's yeah. taught. Racism, is that's there taught. Any, like, short-term solutions? Like, you can think of, like, right now? I could solve it. I think teachers play a bigger part, right? Because um, the connection between students and counselors is quite... Uh, lax like no one actually knows your counselors that well um, but teachers you have to deal with them every single day um, whether it's your grades or homework or tests so I think um, teachers really need to understand that the work that they put into their students really does pay off um, which most of them already do of course but all it takes is one teacher that's you know not um, vibing with their kids properly and then it's it's a problem Wait, I, that is that is yeah, I mean, I you can go first. Yeah. Okay. As far as like solving these problems, I think number one, 
I remember like back in middle school, like in sixth grade, teachers were generally more strict about 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 like classroom standards. Like if you if if in like fifth if in like fifth or sixth grade you like swore in class, like you just dropped an f bomb out loud, you would have been like serious trouble. But now in in high school, you do that, and no one really cares anymore. I think that's one of the problems. Once you start like loosening standards, even even when it comes to, even when it comes to these small things, it's it leads to it, it leads to a cascade of bad uh, of bad things. Actually. So, yeah. I- I disagree okay. with that, really, because it's not a like swear. What's swearing going to do? Like, like once you yeah. start promoting that type of lax, like loose environment, then then people think they can get away with other things. Like, okay, but a lot of these school shootings have been people upset with teachers that they didn't like that try to keep them in line. So, yeah, in a now, way, that thing- argument doesn't stand. Like, I feel it definitely has to be teachers need to realize that students are people too like there have been some teachers in troy high straight up think they like who straight up just have boosted egos i'm not gonna name but <laughs> yo 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 hey yo you still got beef with that man who you know who okay now uh, the other the other solution i think people have to, have to understand that the way students perceive teachers it's always going to be limited in the way teachers are going to impact students mentalities so I think a lot of the change has to come from like come from the students in a sense. Like for example, when there's bad when there's people like doing bad things at school, it probably would help if you talk if people just talk, if people talk about this on social media to just to try to like promote more awareness about this. And definitely not saying that it was like people just like compiling like lists and all that. But like if just if you talk about this on social media and bring more awareness to, to then that that would probably that would probably send a message that like the 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 bad bad behaviors and like all this. Uh, all, all the mischievous vigilant activities because is like is not a good idea. There is already quite a lot of social media awareness, um, but to be honest, most of it is just like forwarded by <clears throat> one person over and over and over again. So it's not yeah, really that's, that. That's genuine. kind of pro- That's the problem. You don't have more people like that are that, that are making enough of a stink about this to actually make a significant difference. Yeah, there that reminds me of something we were talking about in English, where um, people want to act um be like activists, but they'll only repost on social media. They won't actually do anything in real life. Yeah. So like, you're gonna say to everyone, you know, be a nice person, but you won't actually implement it in your own life. You'll just yeah. repost the same thing on Instagram twenty yeah. times. It's called some right bystander effect, I think. Like, you'll you'll want you'll be like, hey yo um they should take action but you won't do it yourself in front of everyone else if you overheard someone talking about a crime like that they want to commit would you confront them i'd maybe like send in a tip but i would not confront them at the time at the time i mean it depends on their tone i guess that's the hard part you can't tell when people are joking and when they're actually serious like like in um i don't know kahoot or something someone names themselves depression that, that's obviously a joke, right? Like you think, but you never know when someone's on that tipping point where they're actually not joking. Yeah, it's really hard to know. Everyone's so ironic <laughs> on the internet all the time. I mean, yeah, that definitely like it, you have to normalize talking about mental health too. Like having someone that you can talk to. Because yeah. like when I went through stuff, it, I had people to talk to, so that made it much easier as opposed to if I didn't have anyone to talk to. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Oh, here's, like, it, oh, oh, I mean, being for myself, being someone who has like has a lot of problems over all these, especially back in middle school, I think I can say like from like firsthand experience. Like, I mean, I'm not someone who ever wants like home, really like home anyone like anything. But I just I just got like really mad before. <laughs> I think I don't know if this is relatable to relatable to everyone else. But I just think the school they just don't really do a good job at trying to portray themselves as like as trying to help us because a lot of time they they could they have a very condescending tone they just tell us to kind of shut up and deal with life that's just a, a lot of teachers can be like that yeah and even sometimes the counselors when you try talking to them their tone they, they might not always be that helpful and it seems and it seems like you think you and what and then when you try you, initially you're in a bad mood and you think you just want to talk to them that'll probably make you feel better and then it just it just makes you feel a bit worse sometimes that i felt that way many times before yeah uh, i'm not gonna outright say counselors are like useless but i feel like it's up to more than like the students more than the counselors because the counselors don't personally know you so they won't be able to connect to you as much as like say another person in your class or a teacher 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think the other problem is just the general social environment because I remember back in elementary school, everyone was, people were generally more aware of their surroundings and, and more individualistic. Now in high school, people like just don't really seem to care anymore. Everyone just kind of within their own social groups in a sense. So you're saying we need to like include more people? Well, I think I don't know. I mean, you see, like, at, like basic stuff like cafeteria etiquette. Like, you have kids like us who like we'll throw away our food, while other people will just try to try to be edgy and like litter everywhere or like do something dumb with their food. So it really boils down to that in a way. Yeah. Like, small yeah. things. Small things. I know we've been talking about this for a long time, and now it's not really about gun control. Should we move on to the next topic? Yeah. Yeah, fair. A cafeteria yeah, food prevents gun shootings. <laughs> um, the next topic is riots, isn't it? Okay, so 2020 riots. Um, uh, Moting or Vishesh, can you first clarify what exactly you're referring to when we want to discuss that? Well, uh, after, well basically after the... After the awful George Floyd murder, there were there were a bunch there were just a series of riots all 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 around the country. Basically, basically, and then it turned like into this insurrection in some areas like Seattle, if I remember correctly. Like there was the Capitol Hill Autonomous Zone or whatever. Um, I mean, I guess I could get us started. So I feel there definitely were like actual protests, which I am in support of. Like, racism is definitely an issue, and we should definitely have activism for that. But yeah, I do agree, like, straight up looting targets isn't right to do in the name of a, in name of a murdered man. And also, um, definitely some other stuff, like, doctors saying it's, like, in the peak of the pandemic, doctors saying it's fine to protest, COVID doesn't matter with protest. That was also another, like, mixed thing that I wasn't really a fan of. Like, I feel it should have been protested at your own risk, because doctors straight up endorsing it, in the midst of a pandemic wasn't something I liked. So I didn't like how, and at times it became politically charged instead of trying to fix racism in a way. I don't know. Okay, Moting, you know a lot about this, right? Yeah, so hold on a second, just responding to your trio real quick. Yeah, while we wait for Moting, I do agree with most of what Rudy said there. Um, the actual protests, obviously the peaceful ones, whatnot, they're fine. Um, it's in the First Amendment that we have the right to protest and there's nothing wrong with that. Um, but of course, as soon as there's a sense of violence and insecurity within the nation, that's when um, things got to change a little bit. Yeah. So. Go ahead. Uh, to respond to, to yeah, no, to respond to Kudi, I definitely would kind of agree with this point because early in the pandemic, like around like March and April, we were all told that like we shouldn't, like um, like you shouldn't you shouldn't go outside that much. You you can't go to church. You can't you can't do this and that because of the pandemic and health and health, health reasons. And then right when right when the riots started, I remember hearing the news about how the Democrat governor suddenly loosened some of these restrictions without you could participate in these protests. And then that and then all these experts were saying, oh, it's not it's actually fine to participate in these protests, but don't go to church and whatever. It's so it seemed, it definitely seemed like it was just being politicized, just like for like for really crass reasons. I mean a bit, yeah, but at the same time, like churches and stuff those are all indoors protests are outdoors so there's yeah a bit definitely of, there's a bit there's of also, but, but here's the here's the other thing to keep in mind though like in a, in a church like how many people are you going to have you're not going to especially in like most small churches you're not going to have thousands of people in those protests everyone's all huddled together crowded yeah yeah it's not fair. my issue is more about doctors trying to give their political yeah. voice in the news when doctors should just be giving their medical views on everything yeah. that that was my issue with it i see yeah that that makes sense as well i see what i see your point with that like yeah, they yeah gave, they gave, murdered, you can you can you have your right to voice your opinion that's my thing on it yeah they gave like they gave mixed messaging right there you know those the establishment you know in regards to you know being able to go outside and like being able to protest during covid Okay, definitely some people took advantage of protests, like, like, you know, the whole, like, looting target thing. Mm -hmm. So, but to say that all the protests devolved into riots would be a generalization, because most of them ended up, they protested, and that was all. They called for change, and that's all that happened. I don't, I didn't see everything become a riot, is my I, argument here. This, I think yeah. the statistic is that 7% of them, 93% of them were peaceful. 
7% of them were not. But given that there were thousands, I think, I don't remember exactly how many protests there were. There was something in the range of thousands of protests. That still yeah, gets you to about, like, what is it, like? 70. 700. 70, 70, I don't, I don't remember the exact number. Yeah, like, like out some, of a thousand, a it would be a 70, yeah. It wasn't, it was more than 70, but I think it was, like, I don't know how many protests overall, but I think it was, like, seven, it came out to, like, several hundred okay. ri- protests that were not peaceful, that were, like, dangerous. I yeah, I don't, I don't really trust, I don't really trust some of those like mainstream media, like those statistics saying that most of the protests were so peaceful and all that. When clearly, like it's so many, so many major cities, they were just like little houses, buildings burned down and being trashed and being looted. No, there were like, just so, there were just so many protests like that like many of them. That, oh, sorry, like, sorry, you really bad. Those are just the ones that were shown, you know. Yeah, I feel like, like the ones that weren't shown were peaceful. Yeah, like Troy had one. I don't think many people even knew that Troy had one on Big Beaver actually during yeah. it. I knew that because I lived right next to it, but there was one on Big Beaver. Most people didn't know that because it was peaceful. People came and went. So Yeah, and obviously like was the ones the ones where there's a lot of looting. That was shown in the yearbook or something. I remember this like seeing a page in the like one the yearbook from last school year about that. Perhaps, yeah. And also mm, like okay. the the ones where there's a bunch of businesses like being looted and stuff. That all counts as one protest technically right so that just counts as one that's not peaceful the degree of how warlike or non-peaceful it is doesn't really factor into how many there are so that's why that stat I could see. be a bit misleading okay okay yeah i that think makes sense. I, I heard i think the statistic was that about it, uh, the, the in total they caused about like two billion dollars in property damage yeah that's a concern uh, that's fair enough Oh, yeah, I mean, the people who used a dead man's name to get get themselves uh, a new TV or, like, a new gaming console, like, those people, they're just terrible people. They didn't go out there for a cause. They just went out to, to capitalize. Like, that's a terrible thing. But there were millions who wanted change in society. So, yeah. I feel we shouldn't really call them 2020 riots because that wasn't the majority of it is, like, my point. In general, they were mostly just peaceful. Yeah, most of them were just peaceful. How do you guys feel about the whole um, making George Floyd a bit of a, I don't know, like motive? A, yeah, a, a motive or an excuse for rioting or anything of that sort? Do you agree with I that? Think, yeah, I think that's like they. That was terrible, honestly. What pe- some people did using his name for their own motives, like that's just inexcusable. Like he yeah, was. I think that's- he was murdered. Like you don't gain off someone else's death. Like that was terrible. That's terrible. What some people did. Yeah, and also like turning him into a martyr, like as if he was some hero. I don't think that's really uh, good. I don't think that's a good idea because I I think he had a criminal background. It was something I was reading something well, about that. I think no matter what he did, right? I don't think it justifies killing him like that. Yeah, I think that's it was right. Yeah, that's the main issue. I don't think anyone was trying to say that he was like a golden standard of a human or anything people are saying that he shouldn't have been killed like what he was yeah. rock but like i'm not sure about the specific details but he was like he apparently stole a 20 dollar bill or something i don't know like okay that for that like you go to dying. jail for a day or something like that you don't get killed yeah i agree but like i think the like the issue is that they kind of made him like like a god like like a saint really i mean what what do you mean by that though like i don't see anyone oh i mean yeah but is right like i definitely noticed like on the internet like so like some some far leftists are turning him like into like a saint like a like into a messiah almost with their depictions of him some depictions kind of made it seem like oh he died for a cause like that that's a terrible like he shouldn't have died in the first place like some people definitely like got the wrong idea out of it yeah. i saw a bit of that i see the pictures as showing that you know he's he's not the like face of the movement but when people see his face they're kind of reminded of why you know well, yeah yeah like i feel like definitely there was a lot of changes that happened after that so i guess there's like more of like he was kind of like a co- like you know like the driving force for change in a way 
Yeah, I mean, obviously, make him a saint, whatever. But, like, uh, he was the face of that movement, right? Obviously, the pandemic just started. Everyone was at home. All they could do was watch social media. And the fact that this blew up on social media at that exact same time when everyone else is suffering um, for, you know, personal issues or pandemic, mental health, whatever, um, this happened. So, obviously, people were more motivated at that time. They had more time. They had more free time. You know, a lot of people are unemployed as well. So... I don't necessarily see the whole like transformed him into a saint argument um, because he was just the face of that movement, right? It's not that they're prioritizing his death over everyone else's death, uh, uh, over all the other racist actions, um, but he, he just became the face of that. Um, and it was quite powerful because a lot of people have memories of that and a lot of people know about him after his and death. And you also think that oh, otherwise, like if he wasn't like honor or like you know people didn't like share his face around Mm -hmm. he would have just become another statistic like people would have forgotten him as another you know black man who died so the fact that people like knew who he was i guess made it oh better for the movement i guess it was like a face for all the other deaths that have happened like one example that kind of represented the others in a way like that was just one that was recorded there's so many others that just weren't recorded at all if you think about it yeah so many before and after yeah like it's it's still a problem in a, in a way not in a way like it's still a problem definitely so also, um could anyone like like explain what you meant by saint like I, I still don't understand what being a saint means like in your definition I guess some people like okay I won't I've definitely seen like articles like oh this is what George Floyd wrote in second grade to his teacher and it kind of painted him as like he had like bright intentions like okay that like not that article there was an article like where they treated him like he was a good person you know in society which like it's besides the point if he was a good person or not he was killed but I think that's a they're trying to talk about like how the people depicting him as like a good person in general like at the same time also i mean i guess stealing a 20 dollars bill doesn't necessarily make you a terrible person either like sometimes you're just trying to make ends meet no i mean i'm pretty sure like he he, he's no he did more than like that was not the crime he was convicted for but he did like rob from a pregnant woman yeah, I was reading about that. Yeah, he, uh, he, he, he did, he did commit some, he did commit some awful crimes like earlier, but that was, but that was, I don't think that's directly relevant to his death. Yeah, I agree with Moti on that. Like, so I mean, if there is, if there are people that are like painting him as like a moral standard, yeah, that's not exactly true. But what he's done isn't necessarily relevant to his death. Like, I agree with Moti here. And he should have been um like arrested fairly and like. Whatever he did, he should have should have been up towards the law. Like, I don't think killing him, like, yeah, you have a right to a fair trial. Yeah, he has the right to a fair trial. And even if he didn't die, like the way he was, like the way, like he was, they had they had a knee on his neck. Like that was just that was sick. Yeah, you just don't have done that. Like there are some people like saying it's justified because of the crimes he committed. That's just you don't. You, nothing's justified in that scenario. Yeah, some people are saying that because like he was high or whatever, etc. No, it's, it's it still obviously does not justify like putting a knee on his neck and like just asphyxiating him like that. Yeah, some people are, are like blatantly ignorant. Like I feel that was the huge point of like the awareness. Like there were people who were still ignorant about the issue. Also, for the people who painted him as a saint, I feel like that was a minority that was vocal. Yeah. But most people just saw him as the man who died. Like, I don't think people looked at him for inspiration or anything. They just saw him as a figure of, like, all the all the black men who were unfairly treated and died. Okay, it's like the Tomb of the Unknown Soldier um, at Arlington. Like, it's a representation of all the, like, unknown soldiers that have died in, in battle, so... Yeah. Anyway, shouldn't we shouldn't we talk more about like the riots? Because I think that was the main to- main topic that was I mean, supposed to be the emphasis. He was the face of like most of the riots, so I think this is yeah, yeah, that's true. It's really about the motivation, like 
like people were motivated to cause change. So I feel it was mostly peaceful. Most people wanted change, but certain like terrible people took advantage of that. So no, I don't think call them riot. You're talking about like the total number of like protests, and I see your point. But the, you have to understand, like the, in the many of the peaceful protests, I don't know if there were like as many people, and if it was if the, if it was really as much of a significant impact as the riots had, because. In riots, like there's like property damage. In peaceful pro, you know, it's just I guess it's just in general bad things are generally receive more attention or known more than like good things are. Yeah, but the the thing about like the riots is I don't think they used him as the motivation for the riots. Is mm. you get my point? Like, yeah. Oh, I mean, they were, well, they were... was not an issue. They just took advantage of the situation. So I feel like the riots aren't like an issue with like. The BLM movement or anything like that necessarily. It's just well, some sick-minded yeah. people. Well, actually, I have to understand. Like, well, a lot in the BLM movement, they justify those riots and they, they, they. Oh, okay. Forward. Well, like, there's. I feel there's a difference from the organization and the movement. That's my thing. Like, well, the wait, organization... so what is the movement? What is essentially the movement that you support? Um, it's huh? in the name. Black Lives Matter. It's in the name. That's the movement. Okay, and. So well, the, the problem is that the end, like, that's the that's the movement, like equality. Equality, wait now. Well, we have. Well, here's the thing, Hoodie. What you have to understand is that that's what equality. they call themselves. But, like, look, if you look at more okay, recent people events, who like, like people did that in the name of that, that's on them. I'm just saying, like, yeah. you should not associate the movement or like the cause with the rights. Is what I'm saying. Wait, what do you mean? Okay, what do you mean by equality? Okay, now, Verma, you're re veering off topic here. I'm, I'm just trying to say, any violence that occurred there, people who use that as the name for the violence are not truly acting in the name of, like, the movement that occurred during that. Well, I, well Hudi, I think I'll, I think I'll respectively differ on that, because I, I think the leaders of the movement, they were promoting the violence, and that... And that okay, yeah, okay, the people who, like, the people who used the quote, the, the, who misrepresented the quote, um, like... Balance in the language of the unheard people who like misrepresented that. Yeah, that I don't agree with that personally. People who misrepresented that quote. Yeah, but that was yeah, once again leaders of the movement. Who are you talking about exactly? Like I'm just saying, the BLM organization is like not the movement. Like you gotta, I feel oh, like there should be a separation from the cause and certain people who use the cause as like a shield from their for their actions. Yeah, that's true. I mean, as far as I know, like, so a lot, a lot of the, a lot of people who support BLM, they're not violent rioters. They're just, they, they just, they're, they're just, they're just angry with all, with all, with all the problems that are perceived as being more of on a systemic level. I feel people who, people who even like endorsed it are not actual leaders. There's people trying to take advantage of the situation. Like, I, I feel there should be a huge. I feel the riot should not be associated with BLM or like the or like the outcry following george floyd that i just feel like they shouldn't be associated with it in the sense that they happened because of it people took okay. advantage yeah the, now there's BLM. there was also antifa like did you guys read about that as well oh yeah they're they're different a little right antifa anti-fascists i mean they call they call themselves anti-fascists but like they still they still employ fascist tactics i mean it was not they're not really that different for like mussolini's the black shirts, or like, or like Hitler's brown shirts. Right, right. They employ like uh, political syndicalism. Yeah. Well, I don't. I'm not even about syndicalism because syndicalism relates like labor unions. That's no, no, it, no. Like, this is a different type of syndicalism. Political. Uh, what do you mean? Okay. Yeah, I, I can see. I can see where you're kind of going with that. Yeah, it makes sense. Like in which, like they, they, they hate the institutions of like private property and. You know societal order well it seems well it seems to be more like a van like like vanguardism i would say i feel like the fundamental problem with any organization like black lives matter antifa any of these organizations is that because they have so much resonance with the public they will inevitably get funded by political parties right because political parties will yeah. try to take advantage of that pool of ethnicity voters or whatever and as soon as they get funded, they're essentially sponsored. So they're going to just um, go with the political leaders of that organization and just be associated with them forever. And then the original meaning of that organization gets tarnished forever. Like in the case of Black Lives yeah. Matter, 
um, obviously they had to almost tolerate the violence because you know maybe it's true the Democrats kind of wanted that to happen to swing some states and blah 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 but in doing so the original message of providing equality to African Americans kind of was tarnished and that's just how it is I feel like with almost all of these movements like you have to think about um like there was a Joe Biden like when it was in like 2008 to get uh Republican voted on his side he's like oh we're not going to legalize gay marriage but now he'll be yeah. in full support of it so I'm not saying people can't change but at the same time politicians will just go wherever the crowd is half they aren't genuine they're just gonna like fuel whatever they want for their voting agenda yeah yeah another, another thing that's important to mention is just that i, I just noticed like with all like the, with all the damage caused like BL, by blm and antifa like doing 2020 like with all those all those buildings being boomed down people attacked like property vandalized uh, i noticed a lot of leftists they would justify that and they try to downplay the violence because oh, oh because it was done in the name of social justice well, i have to i, will, I guess oh, i will God. finish by saying like people who did justify the violence or use it as or use the movement to justify it i i don't agree with that simply yeah yeah, yeah. before i go i'll say that so i think we talk about black lives matter and i think this is um a good place to bring up um, also like Blue Lives Matter. What what are your opinions on that movement? Oh, I, mean, I think it's pretty dumb. Like I, pretty, I, I think it's that, 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 that took away from the original movement. Same with like All Lives Matter. That takes away from the movement at hand. Like I'm sure, like we have to respect the police officers who serve correctly. But here the issue is police officers having too many too much power and other people having too little power. No, I think I, I think the entire problem is police like not it's not that they're oh, yeah, definitely. They have racist power. i think it's entirely your police so like blue lives matter is really dumb like the police just have so much power they've qualified immunity and they've like uh they can conduct no-knock raids without like any you know supervision and they can like what else and there's so much they get so much power from the police unions they, they can like basically do whatever they want yeah, I think the whole point of like the Blue Lives Matter movement and All Lives is just to take away from Black Lives Matter. Like It's like that uh, house on fire analogy where if a house is on fire, like the firemen should still look at all the other houses because they matter too. When when the house on yeah. fire is the one that should be you know taken care of first because mm-hmm. it's the one that's most at risk. Yeah. So yeah, like that. Like, the black, I mean the black community they're the ones who are like have to deal with the poverty and you know racial inequality is like most important issue right now whereas police i feel like they'll be fine you know oh ancho here's i'm not sure if it's so much like poverty that's the main issue i think the larger issue is, is probably the crime in those areas yeah crime, poverty. So poverty leads to crime Wait, so no, where are you guys saying? Leads, no, no, foodie, crime leads to poverty because then if you if you if you commit crimes and then and, and then and then employers don't want to hire you, that's kind of that, that that's kind of where the cycle comes from. Well, also, you could be poor and then because you don't have money, you rob well, someone to make ends meet. Well, There's also well, that just because you poor just just because you poor doesn't mean that you would just go around well, robbing stores. I mean, okay, well, they're both. What causes so, well, what causes well, foodie? What causes crime is not poverty; it's bad moral values. That's what that's what it boils down. No, nope. I mean, like, okay, there's, there's, uh, let, let's think of um Walter White from Breaking Bad. Uh, like he slowly devolved. He uh, he wanted to do crime to leave some money for his family, and it just slowly devolved. He gained moral. He gained poor moral standards from committing crimes. Committing crimes isn't what causes poor moral standards. He just wanted to make ends meet for his family. Also, you don't have that sort of opportunity, like, to get a job, or, like, in, like, those poor communities. So, it's also, like, they don't oh. have an option other than to, you know, do crimes. I'm not sure about if you don't have another, don't have another option, like, dude, there's always a lot of charities that are operating to try and help those people, for example. Now, well, like, now I guess in some everyone. That's true, but, like, they still, I mean, they can still, they can still get, they can still help get a lot of people. Now, as for like not being able to get jobs, nonetheless, you have, you have to keep in mind. Ever since the Great Society, there was a, a lot. There was always been a lot of welfare handouts being given. 
basically just a, basically that serves as a way to put as as it as an opposite as an incentive when it comes to trying to get people to like get a job and improve their own circumstances. Yeah, because they get like more money from the welfare check than actually the Yeah. So that like disincentivizes, you know, working you and stuff. Introductive behavior. Yeah. And also the welfare and the welfare system breaks apart the family unit and that just that really destroys them on moral standards in the long run, unfortunately. Oh right, yeah, anything else guys? I think that's a good place to start. Yeah, we, we're out of time. So yeah, very insightful today guys. We talked a lot about gun violence, we talked a lot about mental health, and of course, um, the various political movements of the past couple of years. Um, I think all those topics do segue into a future topic potentially about just how government functions and how democracy should function in this country. So yeah. we could talk about that in a future episode. Well, goodbye. Goodbye, guys, and be sure to subscribe to Dan TAM, the Diamond Lifebot. Make sure to smash that like button. One lucky subscriber will win $10,000. Alright, see you next week, guys. Thank you for listening to the Seeds of Society podcast. Make sure to join our community by following us at the Seeds of Society on Instagram so you can let us know what other topics you want to be discussed. And as always, take control of your future. Thank you.